0: What's the best way to make your business both helpful and successful? Focus on your target audience. That's exactly what my guest today did too. At a time when the majority of females weren't vocal enough about sexual wellness, Heather started a business that empowered thousands of women around the globe to speak openly about the same. It all started when life was going rough for her. From battling financial issues, managing children, and navigating a pregnancy Heather Pillow was just on the verge of bankruptcy when she attended an event that changed her life. It spoke of a topic that matters to almost anyone and changed her perspective of an otherwise taboo subject of conversation, intimacy in life and relationships. Are you looking for an extra boost of inspiration while you chase your dreams? It's not always easy to stay motivated while you're balancing a career and home life, but that's exactly what we're doing. My name is Dory Stewart, and this is the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast. Around here, we like to talk about business, marketing, motherhood, and so much more. I have a deep passion for encouraging other female business owners to achieve their goals. I am so excited to share this platform as a way to build you up and cheer you on as you pursue your dreams. I've been called the teacher turned entrepreneur, which is totally true. I was working as a high school STEM teacher when I saw a need and came up with a solution. That idea became a business that I was able to build into a multi-million dollar global brand. Now, I'm using the knowledge and experiences I've gained to show other women that they can do it too. Being an entrepreneur can be a lonely and intimidating road at times. Thankfully, you don't have to do this by yourself. With the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast, I am thrilled to share the journey I and other inspirational women have taken to get to a place of fulfillment in their careers. These are transformational stories of leaving a soul-crushing nine-to-five job for a life of freedom. It doesn't matter where you're currently at on the path. Having someone cheering you on makes a world of difference to get to the next step. I love that I can bring that to you here. If you're ready to build the life you've been dreaming of, stay tuned as we dig deep into what it takes to turn into a true entrepreneur. I can't wait for you to meet my guest today, Prepare to be Inspired. She is a sexual health and wellness consultant. She has spent the last 15 years empowering, educating, and entertaining thousands of women around the globe about their bodies and relationships. In the process, she has built a multi-million dollar organization of more than 400 fellow consultants. She now divides her work time between her clients and her team, helping them build their own successful businesses. She also teaches intimacy classes at conferences around the U.S. Wow. Heather Pillow, welcome to the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast. Why, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you on the show, Heather, and we have a lot to dive into. But first, let's start off by sharing with the audience a little bit about yourself and how your journey has led you to entrepreneurship
1: sure so um way back when
0: jesus was in third grade (laughs)
1: uh it seems like a really long time ago at this point i was a stay-at-home mom so i worked corporate america for a number of years out of college and i was an hr director i worked in a very male-dominated field and i found a certain level of success i i have always been a go-getter but I worked a lot of hours, and when I decided to have children, it was very important to me to be home with them, and I did that exclusively for five years, and I sort of dabbled in that five years with, like, I'll have an in-home daycare. I had a faux painting business with a friend. Like, I've always had that entrepreneur fire, but wasn't really sure what to do with it, and juggling it with very small children was, was a challenge. And then an opportunity fell into my lap to actually attend an event just as a guest. And I didn't know that these events even existed. And I went and was so wowed by the woman who spoke and the level of education that she gave us on a very, very intimate topic. I mean, talking about sex and relationships is, is challenging for a lot of people, even with their close friends, much mm-hmm. less uh, total strangers. And I just love the experience. So. I decided to start just kind of investigating it. And what I found, you know, if you're looking at a business, obviously you're looking at supply and demand. And the bottom line for me was there was very little supply. Mm -hmm. Women generally are not interested in shopping for adult products and talking about these things in any kind of public fashion. They don't want their, you know, kids, kindergarten teacher to see their car parked out in front of the corner store. They don't want to run into their pastor. Like they're just, it's very awkward, but there's a desire for these products. The demand was significant. Mm. And so I I jumped in and at the time, nobody knew, um, our family was in serious financial dire straits. We had moved from the South where I went to school and it was very inexpensive to live up into Northern Virginia, uh, which is actually where I grew up, but I never paid bills up there as a child. Uh, Once I was an adult and found out just how expensive it was to live there, we found ourselves in really significant debt, we had an arm on our mortgage that was going to come due. Like it, it was, it was potentially catastrophic. And, but it was still very important to me. It didn't make sense for me to work just to pay for daycare. And that's exactly what I was going to be doing. Cause at the time I was pregnant with our third child. So I decided, you know what, if we're going to file bankruptcy, like let's just go big. I'm going to max out this last credit card. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy myself a starter package and we're going to go. And I I really, from day one, it was successful. And most Mm -hmm. of it had nothing to do with me. It was just there. Again, there was such a demand that once Mm -hmm. people got wind, that there was an opportunity to explore this, it -hmm. just took off. And the word of mouth was wild. And again, this was so far, so far back, there were no smartphones, there was no texting, Facebook didn't exist. Like it was a long time ago. We had email and phone calls and it was great. I'm not afraid of the phone. So I spent a lot of time chatting with people. And again, you know, because I primarily work with women, women have big mouths. They really when they love something, they're not afraid to tell everybody about it. So I was very blessed that I made an impact on a bunch of local women who then allowed it to spider out. And Mm -hmm. here we are all these years later. And it it's different every day. It's probably also why I continue to do it. It I provide a service that I absolutely love, but it also is interesting for me. It's never ending change, which I love.
0: Wow. So that's so interesting to me that something that sort of came out of necessity with, you know, financial issues turned into something that you ended up not only loving what you're doing, but has been life-changing for you. Truly. I mean, the, the business, if you had asked me 16 years ago, do you think
1: that this is something that you would do and be successful at? My first response would have been, oh, I can't do that. I'm Catholic. (laughs) And um, then I realized that the Pope was never going to pay my mortgage. (laughs) And The bottom line is that for those of us that are spiritually based, uh, you know, I believe that I was, I was made in God's image and that sex is a gift, particularly between loving partners. So I help people answer those questions that they don't know where to go. I mean, it, it. people ask me things that they're not comfortable asking their doctors. And while clearly I'm not a doctor, med school was not for me, um, I'm able to point them in the right direction so that they can find the resources that are helpful to them. And sometimes it's just a matter of talking through issues that were never addressed with them as young people. You know, it's, it's a very taboo subject in many cultures and in just in some families so Mm -hmm. the fact that now they're able and willing to discuss their intimacy
0: challenges it's it's huge it's life-changing for them absolutely absolutely so you said that at the beginning of the business there was you know a lot of demand for the business but you must have something in you a drive in you you didn't just start small because look at what you have built today Talk to me a little bit about that journey of how you went from, you know, small starting out to where you are now leading a large team.
1: So interestingly enough, I was the person who was like, I'm not really interested in the whole sharing this opportunity with other people. I just want to help women with their sex lives, right? Like I was totally in for that. I have no problem talking about even the most intimate things, but the idea of trying to help other women build businesses was not something I was interested in the beginning. And I Mm. I can look back on it now and identify that it was entirely ego-based. I was Mm. afraid that Mm. if if I didn't know what I was doing, I wouldn't be able to teach them how to do it correctly. And then I would look foolish and I would upset Mm. them and it would just be a big recipe for disaster. So it was a good, it was five months into the business before I, Welcomed my first team member and it had nothing to do with me. She came to me and was like, this is brilliant. I want in and I had no idea what to do with her. But by about eight months in, I was like, okay, this, this is a thing. Like this is brilliant. And because it's just part of my nature that I want to help other people. It really does help other people. I help other women find the same financial independence, the same confidence, the same schedule of, like just their, their freedom of schedule is tremendous and so I if I could go back and change anything in my entire business it would be that I would start from day one sharing this with other people because it is a gift that I have to offer them and the, the sheer fact that they can work as little or as much as they want there's no expectations of anything like there are many women that have built this to incredibly high heights and then there are also women that have been with me for 15 years that work this alongside of a full-time career. They just, they love the, the feel of helping women. They love the flexibility of it. They like to be able to dip their toe in when it's appropriate for them and kind of pull back when they need to. So it's, it's definitely been a journey and I will tell you, I made so many mistakes as a leader, again, selling for me, selling is, is great speaking. No problem. Like all of that's fine leadership has taken effort really Mm. and truly because I am driven and I hold myself to a very high standard. Mm. And I had a tendency at the beginning to do the exact same thing of those that I brought into the business. And the fact of the matter is, this is a volunteer workforce. This is not a corporation. So having expectations of someone based on what I think they can and should do was a recipe for disaster. Uh, Mm. Once I acknowledge the fact that I was really there to just mentor them to whatever goals they set for themselves, things ended up moving a whole lot more
0: smoothly. So that's very interesting and very powerful. And there's a lot of women right now who are going through this you know, they've coined it the great recession, who are in a corporate job that they maybe hate, they may have the opportunity to leave. You are in that very same situation. You had the corporate job. I'm sure you don't miss it, but what advice would you have for women who are thinking about taking that leap? So
1: first and foremost, again, it's really super important that whatever business you decide to get into, you are a true believer in it, not just, oh, I think that's cool. Like there has to be a a fiery passion inside of you that drives you because it's definitely going to be a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And it also needs to be something that is needed, right? You need to provide Mm -hmm. a service, not something that's a whim. Um, I've had this business back through the recession of 2008. Obviously I've come through COVID. COVID was actually A a tremendous boom for my business. Everybody was trapped at home, right? So you didn't want to end up in divorce court. By God, you better figure out how to (laughs) like yourself or like the person you're with. But you have to really, really believe in what it is that you're doing. And you also have to acknowledge that initially, when you do this, it's going to feel like working two full-time jobs. It just is. If Mm -hmm. you, if your goal is to leave your original job, then you have to work the second one just like a full-time job so that you can get the benefits and ultimately um you know i've taught many women how to do that you ideally need to live on the income exclusively from your business for at least six months and bank your paycheck from your other job before you can financially responsibly say okay cool i'm going to walk away from this now I would never tell someone like if you're miserable in a job like if if we're you know bordering on abuse here if it's making you sick then Mm -hmm. jump with both feet because i promise you anything is better than being sick because of work you spend you know in a normal job a third of your life eight hours a day minimum right Mm -hmm. so you better love it right i say the same thing about your bedroom like you're going to spend a third of your life there too (laughs) my god it better be comfortable right so I feel the exact same way about leaving a job. Like you you're you have one life to live. And there are, I, I hear so many women who are like, I have to have the insurance. I have to have mm. the daycare. The, there are lots of ways to work around that stuff. You just have to ask the right question and start asking the right people. Ask people who are doing it. Never, ever, ever ask someone who is not an entrepreneur if they think you should start a business. Never, Absolutely. ever, because they're not doing it they can think what they want, but if they're not doing it, living it, speaking it, then their, their opinion is, is simply not as valid.
0: Absolutely. That's fantastic advice. And that's what I love so much about this podcast is I'm able to bring real stories from entrepreneurs. And there isn't a single entrepreneur that hasn't struggled at some point in their journey. And so being able to share that and learning from other women who have done it That is fantastic advice. So Heather, you have a family, you have three children. Is that right? That's right. So how are you doing this? How are you balancing all of this with work, business, family? Tell us, tell us your secret.
1: So when I started, I had a five-year-old, a three-year-old and I was pregnant. Wow. And I, my husband was self-employed at the time as a general contractor. So he was gone 12 to 14 hours a day. So I was really flying solo while the kids were awake, right? And ultimately, there were a couple of different things that I did that really made it worthwhile. First of all, I hired a mother's helper. It was a little girl across the street. She was 12, I paid her five bucks an hour, and I was there at the house, but she played with them in the afternoons Mm. so that they had something, like, it was three days a week, right? Cost me like 90 bucks a week, and ultimately, it gave me really concentrated time to focus on the business, but not put them in front of a television or put them in front of any kind of screen, right? Uh, but I'm like I'm like, gosh, phones and tablets didn't exist back then. <laughs> I never had to deal with that. But then ultimately, once they were all school age, I simply did a really good job of making sure that the time that I had with them out of the house, I was focused on my business. And because uh, a number of, of things that I do in my business require me to be available to my clients in the evening hours, I just had to sit down with my partner and say, okay, so, you know, here, I need to be out this night, this night, this night. So time management is top, top notch. It has to be, it has to be one of the the primary concerns that you have and not being afraid to ask for what you need, whether it's from a sitter, a parent, I mean, whoever you're, you're, responsible adults are in your life, this is Mm -hmm. a family business. It might be my business and my name on it, but my family has been involved in this since the get-go. There's no way to run a business out of your home and not have them involved. And now that I have teenagers, I've got one off in college, one who just graduated high school and is working and getting ready to go to college. And then one that's still in high school. It's actually more challenging, interestingly enough, when the kids are little, like you know where they are, right? You can (laughs) pick them in a playroom and they're all there. Mm -hmm. Now, because I'm like a glorified yellow cab, I'm just all over the place and Mm -hmm. they're all athletes. So there's a ton of travel involved for me. Again, it's time management. I Mm -hmm. make sure that I schedule out not only time for their activities and my work, but also for me. Mm Me, me time is not negotiable. My mornings, my early mornings are mine. They are mine Mm -hmm. exclusively. I don't schedule appointments. I don't plan other things. It's me. I journal, I meditate, I walk. I make sure that I get a good breakfast and then the rest of the day can can go about its business. But
0: uh, I'm very, very specific about how I schedule my time. So I love, there's two things that you said that I love so much. One, you said that, We need to not be afraid to ask for help. And I feel like as women, and especially as moms, we sometimes feel like we have to do it all. And we sometimes don't admit to ourselves, let alone admit to our loved ones that, Hey, I could use some help here. I'm drowning. So I love that you said that. And I love that you have given yourself the space to take care of yourself. And to take that that me time that we all deserve, but it's hard sometimes to remind ourselves of that. So I think there's
1: a real epidemic of mommy martyrs, mm. uh, women who feel like somehow they're gonna get a gold medal at some finish line that doesn't exist for being the most exhausted person on the planet, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. they just give and they give and they give and they give and they give but they're swimming in a sea of resentment. Like I see Mm -hmm. it constantly. And that resentment ultimately ends up presenting itself as depression, a a large portion of the time. And I, as someone who has dealt with depression, my whole adult life, you, you really do have to start figuring out how to mitigate that and what triggers it. And for me, I figured out that I just assumed in particular in the beginning that my husband was going to be an intuitive father, right? Like surely he knows that they need to, (laughs) and that they need to have a diaper change. And yet, because I was such an effective mother and ran such a tight ship, he was very much like, well, when she needs something, she's going to tell me like, I don't want to do it twice or do it wrong. So that was just a lack of communication. And, you know, we were young at the time. So just total inexperience, but I also had to learn, it was about halfway through my, my business career here that no is a complete sentence and that my time is not less valuable than anyone else's. And that it, it's okay for me to say, I'm sorry, I'm unable to do that. And with no explanation, right. Just, yeah. nope, I'm unavailable to do that period. Uh, it's very empowering to figure that out. And, and frankly, it also sets a boundary, even with your loved ones that I I will only be pushed so far before I'm going to push back. And you really don't want it to become a shoving match. You want it to just be something that flows with mutual respect.
0: I love that so much. And I love that your kids are getting to experience that from you. And what a great lesson for them to learn for when they grow up and they start having families and get into relationships, you know, learning that lesson of you've got to prioritize yourself as well. Absolutely.
1: Uh, and again, because they've all been athletes, you know, they, they generally take really good care of themselves. I've got one that has wicked food allergies, God bless mm. her. So that's been a, a lifelong struggle for her. I have another one who had some serious issues with depression late in high school for him and some substance abuse that we had to work through. And mm. it, there's so much pressure on these kids mm. at this point that It is nothing short of a God-given miracle that I am here all day, every day. So that when they need me, it's not, oh, well I'm by myself and she's at work, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have the ability 99.9% of the time to drop everything when needed and be my, be a mom, because that is my number one role in life. For me, that's, that's top dog, the business. Mm is lovely. I love it. I love what I do. I love the income that it brings in and the impact that it has on the people that I work with, but it's all a means to an end. I want to be there for them and Mm -hmm. I want them to see that. And it's really very funny to see because they, they grew up this way. They don't think anything of it, right? Like when they, people ask and they're like, oh, she's a she's a sex consultant, right? And people (laughs) are like, oh my God, what does that mean? Uh, It doesn't faze them. They're like, she just talks about people's bodies with them and uh, you know, whatever. Uh, (laughs) So it's funny to see how people react, but then they go into other people's homes and they just in the last couple of years have recognized how incredibly fortunate they are to have the support system in the house that they have, because. Our family is apparently unique. It's not. It's not common to have both both of us work in the home. We're both professionals. Uh, we both have control of our schedule. Like it's just been wonderful for them. So I'm really hoping that they do catch that entrepreneurial spirit. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're of course going to cut their teeth on some McJobs, and um, we'll we'll see how they do. But my son right now works construction. And he wasn't sure about college until he started working construction. And he's like, yeah, okay. I, I definitely, I need to do something else. I said, there's nothing wrong with construction, but you should own the company. And he was like, okay. So some people like to learn their lessons the hard way. He's definitely one of them. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: But I hope that they ultimately will look back on their lives and realize that everything that we did to build this business Mm
0: -hmm. was
1: to help them be able to achieve great heights as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, what a great role model for them to see a strong woman build a company and, you know, crush it like you have. That's amazing. And
1: I don't hide my mistakes either. I mean, they they see when something goes sideways, right? And I'm like, "Oh mm-hmm. man, okay, so <laughs> I'm out for a couple of days. I got to go deal with this or whatever it is. I don't I don't sugarcoat it with them." And, you know, when there have been lean times back in 2008, my business boomed but my husband's business evaporated Mm. and so we went from dual income to single income for 14 months wow long drought and you know i we had to have the conversation with them about okay so you know we're slimming things down we don't get to travel the um that was right when cell phones were becoming a thing like we have limited plans and no you Mm. you can't go to 17 birthday parties in a month right so Mm -hmm they see how we manage the budget so that they are more responsible than the average teenager. I think with their money.
0: Yeah. I think it's so smart to be transparent with our kids. I think hiding real life from our kids does a disservice. So it doesn't teach them any
1: kind of conflict management. That's for sure. I mean, then they get in the real world and they're like, holy crap, this is an expensive existence.
0: Absolutely. So what do you think is next for you? You've done a lot and you're still helping other women build their businesses. Uh, What do you think is next for you? I actually just started a book. Oh, I love that. That's exciting.
1: Congratulations. The seven deadly sins of leadership. Oh,
0: I love that so much.
1: Yeah. so I'm going to have you back
0: on once you uh, publish it so you can talk about it.
1: (laughs) Yep. I would love to. It's something I've been working on for a couple of years. I've actually taught a class on that a number of times and it just keeps it's morphed into this Huge thing. And I thought this would just be so much easier to distribute this
0: information in book form. So there we are. Congratulations. I'm (laughs) really excited. Congratulate me when it's published. I will. I will. (laughs) I'm very excited for you. So if my audience wants to learn more about you or your business, where can they find you?
1: So a couple of different places I would encourage you to go. First and foremost would be Facebook. Um, I would love for you to follow me, friend me. And I'll actually make you part of our client community. It's all women. So sorry, guys, you can certainly follow me on my public page, but the community is exclusively for females. It's Heather Wilson Pillow on Facebook. And then just let me let me know that you found me through Dory's podcast and we'll get you in there. And then I would also encourage you to go to my website if you want to just check out what it is. And I mean, really like go into it with an open mind because. There's, we, we work with the whole women. It's everything from skincare to spa pampering products to literally sexual health products to help with pelvic floor issues and prolapse. And then we get into all the fun 50 shades things and all that kind of stuff. So we pretty much run the gamut. It's a, it's a really, really super fun website. So it's heatherspureromance.com.
0: All right. And I will include all of these links in the show notes. Heather, congratulations on all your success. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Dory. I appreciate you. I am so inspired by Heather's sense of free will and her drive to help women through her business. Here's a list of my top takeaways from today's episode. Number one, necessity is the mother of invention. Your genuine desire to create a better life for yourself and of course others might result in helpful business ideas. Number two, if your business genuinely helps people, your customers market it without you even asking. Heather's business spread like wildfire when more and more women started talking about it. Number three, leadership is not about setting goals for others. It is about helping others set goals for themselves and encouraging them in their journey. Number four, It takes genuine effort to turn your side hustle or entrepreneurial vision into reality. If you wanna quit your day job and make a full-time career out of your side hustle, you need to put in the effort. There's no substitute for hard work. Number five, a key ingredient to exceptional entrepreneurship is effective time management. You need to be clear of your timelines, deadlines, and workflow to make time for yourself and your family. Number six, don't work yourself into exhaustion. If you find yourself needing help at any time, ask for it. It doesn't matter if you're a mom or not, prioritize yourself. And number seven, talk about both your mistakes and your achievements with your children. It helps set the foundation for their future. If you want more, head on over to SheTurnedEntrepreneur.com for the show notes and links mentioned in this episode. Are you looking for a group of female entrepreneurs like you to ask questions and bounce ideas? Be sure to join my exclusive community for She Turned Entrepreneur Insiders on Facebook. We could all use some extra support. You can find the link at SheTurnedEntrepreneur.com. Thank you so much for listening to the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share with a friend, or leave a review. I'll see you next week.